another atrocity against horses in the horse carriage industry. What do I mean by that? This horse and other horses were out there yesterday pulling tourists around Central Park. It's 90 degrees. It felt like 105 with the humidity factor, Anthony. It's horrible. Terrible. Horrible. I don't know how. Oof. But let me, let me give you the details. So the horse-drawn carriage driver, even McGiver, instead of coming down and trying to save his horse by throwing water on the horse, who's clearly dehydrated. And look, by the way, you think that horse has been eating well? You can see the bones in the horse. Instead of doing that, he gets off of the carriage. He starts whipping, whipping the horse, whipping the horse. That's Get up. Gruesome. That's right. Get up. Get up, he tells the horse. People around us say, what's wrong with you? Are you a monster? The horse is dehydrated. The horse needs water. So some of the people run and they buy bottles of Polish spring water and they're putting it on the ground because the horse can barely lift its uh, head. And the horse is trying to drink the water. And Ian McGiver, this cruel horse carriage driver, won't even take the bit out of the horse's mouth that he carries the carriage with. And the, the horse is desperately trying to suck up any of the moisture. Finally, the NYPD come, and they douse the horse with water, douse it with water, until finally the horse recovers and is now able to continue back to the stable in Hell's Kitchen. But you got to ask yourself, we've been complaining about this for years. This goes back to the great Barry Gray when he was the voice of mid-mornings on WOR. And he was the guy, he was Mr. Second Amendment, but when it came to the horse-drawn carriage industry, he said back in the 60s, this is torture, this is inhumane. Why? So that a horse in the middle of summer can be carrying around 400-pound tourists from Iowa and Nebraska, from Germany, busting their backside? You think the horses like doing this? You look at their heads, they're down before they get their next ride. They got a little bag in the back for their poop. I mean, it's a miserable existence. And then this should be the final act. Look, you can replace a horse-drawn carriage. You could send the horses out. They have sanctuaries in Pennsylvania where the horses can run about with other horses and frolic and play to the end of their life. And you replace them with electric carriages. They've already done that in Bombay. Ooh. Guadalajara in Mexico. Ooh. Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. That's, that's really a tragedy. Chicago has eliminated the horse-drawn carriages around Grand Park, the north shore of Chicago, because they say it's too inhumane. And yet New York City is one of the last cities to prever- uh, preserve this barbaric behavior. Why? Because you think tourists won't come to New York City because there's no horse-drawn carriages? Maybe if you clean up the crime, Mayor Adams... Tourists will come to New York City. And by the way, Mayor Adams is opposed to eliminating the horse-drawn carriages and replacing them with electric carriages because he was a designated candidate of the union who are in charge of the horse-drawn carriage drivers, TWU Local 100, which is the union for those who work in the subways and ride the buses. What the hell do they have to do with horse-drawn carriages? And by the way, you know what the excuse of the union was? Oh, this horse had eaten possum poop. Possum poop and got ill. Possum poop? That union official should be whipped. Ian McGregor, 
the horse carriage driver should be whipped. And no doubt he's an illegal alien from Ireland. He should be deported immediately. And the horse carriage driver industry now. It is barbaric. It is inhumane. Anthony, you see that dog? Yeah, I see this dog. That's an Irish retriever. Oh, it's a very special kind of dog that we don't even have. Right, but do you like Irish retrievers? I love Irish retrievers. But who is that most of the monstrous heart could kill this beautiful dog? Yes, this dog named Moose. By the way, Nancy had an Irish retriever growing up out in Bohemia in Suffolk County. She loved, her family loved Irish retrievers. Let me tell you the story. A woman and her Irish retriever would go for a walk every morning, six in the morning to seven in the morning in Prospect Park. Right. There's lots of trails, lots of places to go. And on occasion, they would see this crazy man with a stick and recycling. And she would always stay away from him because she knew he was trouble. Exactly. Emotionally disturbed. And others who would use the park had reported that there's a crazy man in there in the morning and he's threatening people. With a baseball bat? No, with a stick, just with a stick. And so on this particular morning, this crazy guy with the stick and the recycling decides to attack the woman and her Irish retriever known as Moose. Naturally, Moose is defending this woman. And the crazy man reaches into his bag of recycling, takes out a bottle of urine, throws it in the eyes of the dog, blinding him temporarily. Ah. And then he hits him over and over again with the stick, breaking his front tooth and causing him massive internal injuries. But the dog kept fighting him so as to protect the woman. Now, the woman got hit a few times. Right. And then this crazy man just escaped into Prospect Park like he's done before so naturally, the woman is worried about Moose, the Irish setter. She takes him to an animal hospital. They do surgery on his mouth to replace his tooth, but he's going down fast. She takes him to another animal hospital. He has a hole in his stomach. Exactly. And now all of a sudden, he has a, a major, major stomach problem, and he passes away. Exactly. So she goes to the local precinct, and she goes, what have you done about my case? And that crazy man who is doing this in the park, who killed my dog, it almost killed me. Mm -hmm. They didn't even take a report on it. That's so stupid. I mean, we are certified uh, animal uh, protection of the guardian angels. And you're saying that they didn't have the case to deal with this crazy man with a stick and just beamed it. That's right. So people throughout the area who live in and around Par Prospect Park were enraged. But then again, it's a sign of the time. Eric Adams, right, Eric Adams, the swagger man, has no plan. He's not law and order. People are being attacked. And, you know, people actually sometimes are more concerned about dogs and cats when they're attacked. So just maybe the attack, the murder, the killing of this Irish setter dog... Moose will get people to think like we got to do something. Exactly. Men, like, women, children, dogs, cats, other animals are not safe. Exactly. Because we love our dogs and cats. But the thing is, if we don't do nothing, 
we're in constant fear. Now we're in constant fear because of this crazy man is going around and now beating dogs and cats with a stick. It's time to revolt. That's right. That's right. We are certified of the Americans. Let's fight back. Fight back for the people. Fight back for the animals. Certified Guardian Angels, Animal Protection. Randy, Macho Man Savage, no longer with us. Dearly departed. Say it ain't so from up there in the WWE heaven. Say it ain't so. Back in 1992 on the Arsenio Hall show, Randy Macho Man Savage said that it's all right to cry, that he cries. Randy, what happened? Did you, did you take onions, slice onions, and put them underneath your eyes to make you cry? Real men don't cry. Don't you remember Tom Hanks? Who was that with Madonna and uh, Rosie O'Donnell, women's softball, and then he belched out from the dugout? Hey, you don't cry in baseball. Real, real macho, maniacal guys don't cry. Now, Randy Macho Man Savage, I know you lived in Staten Island for a while, and let's face it, who was it that lived in Staten Island also? Steven Seagal, that's right. You know, another guy who was so-called tough guy, right? You know, Aikido, martial artist. Now, Utreditor. Now, he's the best friend of Vladimir Putin and doing audio and videos for him. But put that aside. So you lived in Staten Island for a while, Randy Macho Man Savage. And that's like the ultimate macho, maniacal Italian stallions. That's one. You married the beautiful Elizabeth. Who was your manager? Who? Oh, yeah. Who was ever going to forget? Hulk Hogan tried to steal away, huh? Randy Macho Man Savage, you didn't cry. You fought the Hulkster and you beat him. For the hand of the beautiful Elizabeth. And who was your brother in the WWF and then the WWE? The genius, remember? Much smaller than you. But in the ring, he was a genius. He could recite poetry. He could recite every line, every verse in the Encyclopedia Britannica. You came from a family of wrestlers. You traveled the country. And then Vince McMahon Jr. discovered you for the old WWF, and then you flipped the script to the WWE. I never once saw you cry, Randy Macho Man Savage, as you were getting pounded into the turf. By the ultimate warrior. Remember, he was worried up more than you. The ultimate warrior couldn't even move from all the steroids. You never once cried, Randy Macho Man Savage. So why in death? Why so many years afterwards is this um, cancel culture, this snowflake culture, resurrecting this interview of you in which you acknowledge to Arsenio Hall, the grown men, grown macho, maniacal men like you, Randy Macho Man Savage cry. Let me tell you something. I almost cried one time when I was watching Les Miserables. Not the musical on Broadway, the film. At the very end, where you had the French nuns, you know, with their habits on and all, all the candles. And I almost reached for the Kleenex, but I withheld. Because I said, Randy Macho Man Savage, a real man does not cry. He sucks it up. So I want to remember you in life as Randy Macho Man Savage. 
and not in death as a wuss who grabs the Kleenex and cries and cries and cries with Arsenio Hall. Oh, what a disgraziato, what a shanda. If the lovely Elizabeth knew this, she would never have married you, Randy Macho Man Savage. She would have eloped with the holster, the Macho Man himself, Hulk Hogan. Did Hulk Hogan ever cry? Oh, that's right. When they put the roids in his tuchus, he probably cried every time he got the shot. But Curtis Lewa, he doesn't cry, Randy Macho Man Savage. And none of you in the cancel world of hipsters and millennials, you snowflakes. I don't cry. There's another story in the life of the naked city as we continue to fall down the abyss. It's the story of Sam Costanza, photographer for the New York Daily News. No, no, not George Costanza from Seinfeld. He would have been crying. He would have been weak. He would have been soft. He would have retreated. We're talking Sam Costanza, 75 years old and a brick house. So he's stopping to get a cup of coffee at West 4th Street in Greenwich Village. He leaves his car running. He's just going right in, going to come right out. He comes right out, and there's this predicate offender who's been arrested like 38 times behind the wheel. He's carjacked his car. But Sam, the man Costanza, isn't going to stand for that. He dives right through the window, and he's wrestling with the guy for control of the steering wheel. And then all of a sudden, the driver rolls right over his ankle and his foot, which is dangling and hanging out of the window, and he breaks it. But Sam, the man, Costanza, puts the 24-inch pythons around his neck and chokes him out. And then, as you can see, the car crashes right into that light pole there in Greenwich Village, right off of Bank Street and West 4th Street. And notice, the enemy of society, who? Wait a second. There he is. There he is. You see him? He's right there. 38 times before he's been busted. Now he's been busted one more time. It'll probably be cut loose. Let me tell you a story about Sam, the photographer, Costanza, lifelong photog for the Daily News, paparazzi. He's everywhere. One time I was in 14th Street, 6th Avenue train station. I was ready to get on the uh, switch over to the F train right there and head towards Brooklyn. And as I'm ready to pay my fare, this is going way back when they had tokens, not Metro cards. I see this Mexican guy, he's giving a hard time to the token booth clerk. And he's throwing cerveza in to the token booth clerk's booth. And he's screaming that he's going to blow him up. He's going to light a match. He's half in the bag. The token booth clerk is terrified because at that that point, there had been a series of attacks on token booth clerks where people had sprinkled items into the token booth clerk reception area and then had lit it up, and it ended up torching them in the booth. So I could see in his eyes he's terrified. So I go up to this Mexican. It was like Julio Chavez, boom, boom. Short guy, but built like a a brick house, like a, a Mexican bull. I say, hey, buddy, what's up? And he turns around and he goes, bam, bam, and he hits me in the ribs. And I'm like, whoa, this guy knows how to fight. I'm moving back. It's heavy breathing. 
So he's charging forward like the raging bull, right? Bam, 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 like Julio Chavez. And I'm fending off the blows while I'm trying to catch my breath. And then all of a sudden I get lucky and I hit him with an uppercut and he flies in the air and he comes straight down and he's sucking concrete. And who's standing off in the side? Click, 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 click. Photographing all of this. Sam, the man Costanza, who's everywhere. Big spread in the Daily News. And just so happens, who walks by, ready to buy her token to get on the F train? The daughter of Malcolm X. She says to me, Malik, she goes, oh, Curtis, was that Mexican guy giving you a hard time? I said, not anymore. <laughs> and it was Sam the man Costanza, a brick. He doesn't surrender. He doesn't retreat. He's the roughest, toughest photog out there. Let me tell you, he is the raging bull of paparazzi in the city of New York.